Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Orlando, where we have done the last couple of podcasts over. We've been here for about two days, where uh, Heidi Baker and Brother Yun have been speaking at uh, Iris Conference. We um, do not know how much time we have left. Heidi Baker is actually speaking right now at this conference. You might hear some noise um, coming from the background. I am sitting here with our brother. Brother Will from the U.S. Back to Jerusalem office. Will, thank you so much, brother, for joining us. It's a pleasure. This podcast, I just want to discuss a little bit, kind of get a shout out there for those that are involved in computers, um, those that are involved in some sort, even if you are into video games and you know anything about creating them, we are hosting a hackers conference in January of next year, 2019, where we are bringing together individuals that are hackers, gamers, and coders, individuals who um, could help us with challenges of getting the gospel into closed countries. Um, we actually have one of our ambassadors who will be a part of that. It, he has a background in doing um, uh, coding, and he does a lot of our digital design like our Back to Jerusalem mm -hmm. app. Yes, he uh, he actually wrote our app for us. Him and his partner wrote our, the app for us, and he's um, he's wrote in other apps that they've they've sold, they put on the market, and so he has a background in that. Yeah, and a lot of people that would like to see our digital Bible that lasts for about seven years without changing mm -hmm. or charging the battery, we will have that there. For those that have never seen our Gospel Cloud, a unit that sends out a Wi-Fi a Wi-Fi signal of about a hundred meters, and you can. Um, uh, use that to share the Bible or music or videos to people that are in closed countries. We will have that unit with us as well, as well as our hologram Bible. So we will have the hologram Bible with us at this time. And we want to hear from individuals who can help us go to the next level, um, go to the next level of bringing in digital devices to share on the field. Now, I know that we have one brother who has already been using one of our devices, the Gospel Cloud, in Cuba. And, uh, Will, you actually sent him the unit. Yes, I did. I've sent him the unit, actually several units, and uh, I've got to meet him in person several times. And it's, oh, really? You met him in person? We did. He was at one of the events. Oh. And then on our, uh, actually on our family vacation, we were in uh, Colorado, and um, he came to the place where we were staying, and we met with him there again. So I've met him on several occasions. A wonderful guy, and he uses it, um, like you said, in, in Cuba to, um, to take the gospel and present it to people in, inside Cuba. So we won't get into all the details because of security, but it's just amazing how he uses it there. Yeah, he's one of the few people that we've actually shared our units mm -hmm. with. Um, we did so because we didn't see a security risk by partnering together with him. Um, he's been an amazing brother. He stayed in contact with us. He is definitely chomping at the bit waiting for the hologram Bible. Um, but we told him, and this is one of the reasons we don't make our units available to other ministries, is because we do not have an 
an IT support team. Mm. And the devices that we're inventing, they don't exist anywhere else in the world. They're very unique because we made them from scratch. And because of that, they're not naturally intuitive on how to use them. So if we provide them to you, it may be that you get it and it doesn't work, or maybe um, it does work and you don't know how to use it. If it doesn't work, we don't know how to fix it while it's in your hands. We don't have a team. We don't have a support network. You don't have a 1-800 number that you can call day or night to be able to get support because it's not what we do. We don't we, – I mean, we don't – you know the office. We don't have anybody in the office that can actually su- provide support. The main office is our home, so the <laughs> office stores our books. So you can call the office, and it will ring all day. In fact, we don't even have a phone in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so – um, those units we'll have with us at the Hackers Conference. And basically, this is the layout of the Hackers Conference. We will be having an ambassador meeting at that time, um, just before it. And then immediately after the ambassador meeting, which ends on a Sunday, um, people will be traveling on that Monday. People will be traveling out of the ambassador meeting on Monday. People will be traveling in from the ambassador meeting on that Monday. And we will start the hackers conference on Tuesday, Wednesday, departure on Thursday. So it's a mid-week commitment. Um, I say at the end of July, but I'm sorry, at the end of January, but at, in 2019, it will actually for the hackers conference will be the beginning of February. And we would love to invite you to come and join us. Listen, if you want to join us for the hackers conference, you do not have to pay for anything but your travel. There's no cost. You will not have to pay one penny. You do have to confirm by October 1st. So we will start setting up the, the, the login site where you can come and try to sign up for it. We will go through very small security details where we'll ask you some basic questions, same as we did for the first ambassador meeting. Um, and from there, once you are set up, then the only thing you have to pay for is just travel. Same with the ambassadors. So when the ambassadors come, what do they have to pay for uh, basically, the travel. Um, like you said, it's travel because we provide all the food. We provide the lodging. Uh, we'll pick you up at the airport or we'll arrange to have someone pick you up at the airport. So you play, pay to fly in or you drive into the location itself. And what's the, the, the closest airport that people could fly into? Most people fly into the Knoxville airport, which is where we'll pick you up. Uh, some people I know have flown into the Nashville airport and have rented a car and driven across. We will not pick you up at the Nashville airport. <laughs> But uh, we usually can pick you up um, unless you're coming in at some odd time. So uh, it's easy to rent a car at, Na- at Knoxville as well. So you can fly into Knoxville, rent a car um, if you want to be on your own and drive in. So. so our Back to Jerusalem Hackers Conference will take place in eastern Tennessee, not far from Knoxville. And uh, the outline for the, the time that you're there is arrival on a Monday. Um, everybody gets to know each other. It's a very relaxed setting. It'll be in a cabin in the mountains, isolated. Um, we will kick off on Monday where I will introduce on, and I'm sorry, on Tuesday, we will kick off on Tuesday morning where I will introduce the B2J vision and the, the things that we have been doing, uh, to be able to take the gospel behind enemy lines into places like Iraq, Iran, North Korea, Somalia, Sudan, and how God has blessed us with certain, um, uh, electronical tools that allow us to share the gospel even though the government has restrictions set up. So that will be Tuesday morning into Tuesday afternoon. When we get into Tuesday afternoon, I will start to present our challenges. I will start to present uh, challenges with the tools that we have already invented, 
um, where we might need help on coding or uh, setup for uh, battery usage or power usage. And then from there, we will talk about uh, the best way that the group can come up with to be able to provide uh, methods or tools or a way to get the gospel into closed countries, whether it be by using um, special tools that we have to invent from the ground up or an entirely new system on getting the gospel into an internet system that has been blocked by the enemy. One of the things that we are going to be talking about during this time is either um, uh, promoting or using or updating existing software that's out there um, to be able to do social media. It might be a brand new type of social media that we're going to be looking for an alternative to what's already out there. The reason why is because we have seen that WeChat, which is the social media that's used in China, is one of the ways that China is blocking the gospel from coming into their country. It's also being used as a way that they can monitor the movement and activities of Christians in order to be more effective with their persecution. And it's also a way to ostracize Christians from society. You can listen to our other podcasts that we have done about the scoring system that is being implemented in China this year. Um, but more than that, if you go a couple of podcasts back from this one, I've talked specifically about the social media in the West doing shadow blocking, basically um, already starting and putting into place a way of silencing Christians from communicating with one another that have already connected with one another on social media. And so what we are going to be doing during this Hackers Conference is looking at the tools that we already have, how to make them better, or maybe inventing something completely different. We will be having uh, the ability to draw from the resources of the people that are there on to make these new. So if you've got an idea of a new product, um, we actually have the resources and the people to be able to put those tools together to make it complete, like our hologram Bible. Our hologram Bible is the very first hologram Bible that I know. Have you heard of anybody that have a hologram book or Bible? I have never heard of it. I mean, other than science fiction movies and things like that. Yeah. So I've never seen it or heard of it yeah. in real life. Yeah. So the fact that we now have a hologram Bible that we're able to use on the field is something that most people that are that that hear me say that for the first time find it unbelievable. Some people are critical and say, yeah, that doesn't exist. There's no way that exists. Dude, I would not be telling you that we have it if I haven't already used it. It is one of the most fascinating things that I've ever seen. We have built it from the ground up. And we have been delayed in our employment of it on the field. We wanted it to be employed at the end of last year, beginning of this year. But because of our battery restrictions, have I told you about our new battery now? I did not hear about the new batteries. No, this is awesome. Oh, see, this is we, – we work together, and yet I haven't yeah. told you about the new battery. So we, we now we ha- need we need to create a platform that we can use to better communicate. So this <laughs> might come out of the hackers meeting too that they can com- they can make a better communication. We can communicate better. Yeah, you would think yeah. that the the podcast would be enough. Maybe we have to do the podcast <laughs> together. From now yeah. on, you and I should meet about what we're doing and do it with a podcast. Once a month, okay? Somewhere <laughs> in the world, once a month, all right? Once a month. Once a month podcast, you and I. That sounds good. So, um uh, we had a problem with the battery supply. We, the power supply, was, it was draining the battery too quick. Now, we were able to come up with a system that we thought might be able to carry the, the hologram Bible for about one year with power. Now, what I'm about to say sounds absolutely crazy. It sounds impossible. 
But according to the calculations of the mad genius that has put together the hologram Bible, a guy that I keep in a cage and I don't introduce to anybody else because he is phenomenal and I don't pay him nearly enough to stay with us. He stays with us out of, I I would like to say it's the goodness of his heart. (laughs) It could be just that he doesn't know any better. But he has created now a system that uses so little energy while displaying the hologram Bible that he's that he believes, and his calculations are pretty close. We ha- I have a an e Bible that I'm using right now, an e reading Bible that I have that he says that I can read from that Bible for seven years without changing the battery or charging the battery. Yeah. Now I've already had that unit for about five years and it's still working. Awesome. So I know, and I've never changed the battery. I can't change the battery, mm-hmm. and I can't charge the battery. There's no way to charge it, mm-hmm. and it's still working so i know that it lasts for about five years but the hologram bible this i might not have even shared on the podcast yet i'm not even sure if i've shared this on the podcast yet breaking news it could be this is breaking news not fake news breaking news breaking news that's right we don't do fake news (laughs) here so the 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 hologram bible with the new setup of the low amount of energy that he uses, he believes that he can get it to work and last without charging or changing the battery for, drum roll please, yeah. 17 years. 17. While you're talking, you're like building it up. I'm like, come on, dude, just come out with it. And I'm thinking, what can it be? 10, 15, 17? That's incredible. It really is. It really is incredible. Um, it's, it's something that I'm really excited about. Now, I am cautious. Now, if I come back later and say it's less than 17, it's because we have better information than we have now. But the information that we have now, according to his calculations, and you have to realize this guy that does the development, he's from the Netherlands. He's Dutch. He's very reserved. He doesn't tell jokes. He doesn't, he doesn't speak metaphorically. He doesn't exaggerate. He's usually pretty conservative. So um, he... When he gives me a number, it's usually right on, or it, it meets or exceeds what he actually tells me. So we might be looking at 20 years, you're saying. Yeah, it could be. It could <laughs> that, be. That's so stinking awesome, really, because, um, I mean, you think about it, this is something that we're putting in the hands of people that might be the only Bible they ever get. Yep. And so if the battery runs out even at five or seven years, to go to 17 or, or more, that would be so awesome. Yep. And when people come together, they'll be able to see these units that we have made. I'll introduce these units. You'll be able to be one of the few people. If you join us at this Hackers Conference, you'll be one of the few people to touch, feel, use, see, and understand how we're actually running this uh, hologram Bible and our e-reader. I'm coming because I haven't seen it or touched it yet <laughs> myself, so I'm dying to see it. So I I have, and it's because at the moment it, we don't have the unit in America, right. um, and that's why Will hasn't seen it because he's at our U.S. base. But if you are wanting to join us, if you have the ability that um, can help in cyber warfare, we need you on our team. We're calling all troops to be together with us in order to focus on getting the gospel past the enemy's new line of defense, which has been the internet the, the, or social media. Right. And it's not just gadgets and things like that. There's, there's needs for us, even in our offices around the world, we have several different offices, is to better be able to um, process our data and stuff like that. So it's not just gadgets. It's anybody who has ideas that we don't even know about of how can we better, you know, track our finances, how can we better track our donors, how can we better track our um, our data and stuff that we're collecting. So there's, there's really an unlimited amount of technical stuff that 
can be done to help us do to do better, to feed better information, to help us better uh, equip the Chinese to do the work. Yeah. And as we look at social media, um, doing like I said, shadow banning mm-hmm. and collecting information, uh, it's now come out that Facebook is collecting ones and zeros basically mm-hmm. to see whether people are trustworthy or not, mm-hmm. um, so that they can quickly filter through quote unquote fake news. Mm-hmm. Um, I, this. Um, could be something, it may not be anything, but if it goes anywhere near what we're seeing inside of China, there will be a need for Christians to have a different type of social media that we can join on and share information with one another about what's going on. Mm-hmm. In, in something that could go, you know, in coordination with your Facebook, something that might link to your Facebook, mm-hmm. but if you are a part of a new social media platform, for instance, um, that would allow you, or would, would not would allow you, but it would not restrict you, let's put it that way, right. would not restrict what you say, how you say it, and the in the way that you share it. Um, we also have the this the same need for uh, communication when it comes to emails or uh, communicating back and forth with text messaging. Um, these things are extremely important while looking at ministry in closed countries. It may not be a big deal today in America or Europe or these kind of places, but it's a very big deal in today's mission field, close countries between China and Jerusalem. That's right. So if you have ideas, and if, if, if even just talking about this podcast uh, starts to spark ideas in your mind, uh, let us know. Uh, we'd love for you to come and uh, just to give and to offer what you have to offer. Uh, we have already people signed up for the Hackers Conference uh, that are from America, England, Holland, India, China, um, that will be attending this meeting. Uh, we do not have a lot of spaces. There will not be a lot of faces. Um, we are looking for people that have a background in uh, hacking, coding, gaming, creating games as well. And, and if you play games, you <laughs> I, I don't know if that will actually qualify you. <laughs> but um, we do need people that have a creative um, side to them that enjoys playing games and knows uh, what it takes to kind of have a game that's enjoyable for people to play. And the reason why we say gamers is because one of the units that we are using in closed countries involves a unit that where children can play a game using this unit and each time they complete a stage they get a Bible verse. So it's a way for us to minister in closed countries using an electronic game. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we can use it for um, games for all kinds of stuff, to hide things behind, to um, to do different type of stuff, and um, maybe even put a game on our app sometime for um, the kids to play a foo-foo game or a, um, a prayer game or something like that. So That's an amazing idea. That's a great idea. So so there we go. We've already started, and we haven't even opened a conference yet. So, yes. so I mean, it's unlimited, really, as to what ideas. There's things that we're not even talking about that could come out of this meeting. And so if you could just get your butt to the meeting, everything else is paid for. If you can't get your butt to the meeting, write and talk to us. Maybe you're a computer programmer in college. You are strapped for cash. You can't make it Eastern Tennessee because you're going to school in Eugene, Oregon. Then write to us. We might be able to find a sponsor that would help supply the finances that you need to travel from your hometown to the Hackers Conference and join us at this Hackers Conference. Um, for those of you that want to join us, you can write to us at, would it be better for info or would you rather it be to office? Uh, let's do um, office. Okay. Um, I'm not sure where to go with it, but I'll yep. figure it out sometime yep. between now and then. So I um, monitor office, so that would be writing to me, Will, at office at backtojerusalem.com. 
So again, you would send your email to office at backtojerusalem.com. That's office, O-F-F-I-C-E, at backtojerusalem.com. I had to be very careful with that because I heard uh, Al Sharpton spelled respect wrong. So he said, he, when, when Aretha Franklin had passed away, he said, we need a little R-E-S-P-I-C-T. <laughs> that, that's why I didn't spell it out. I said <laughs> office at backtojerusalem.com because if I spell it out, who knows what's coming out. So. Yeah, I, I heard him say respect. <laughs> R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Thank you. So... O-F-F-I-C-E, office at backtojerusalem.com. Thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Thank you, Will, for being with us, brother. My pleasure. It's been uh, awesome. Again, I'm Eugene Bach coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of Orlando. Thank you so much and God bless.